0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show, and thank you so much for joining us. I'm your host, Kevin Bradley, joined by my co-host and podcast life partner, Mr. Kevin Gallagher, fresh off of a very busy weekend that we're going to talk to him about very soon. But uh, before that, what exactly is this? Well, uh, Kevin and I have been doing shows together for a long time now, and uh, we think it's about time we do one just for us, you know, just on our own. Uh, if you want to check any of the stuff we've done, we'll probably link to it uh, somewhere else. But this, you're on the ground floor of something new here, so thank you very much for giving us your time. We appreciate it.
1: Yeah, we're, and- we're
0: sick of making everybody else money, man. We want to cash <laughs> in on that, that, that
1: the, the big bucks, which is the uh, jujitsu podcast circuit, right? Yeah, we we want a piece of the
0: five dollars we've you're made right. people the, the, lifetime. The <laughs> so first of all, let's just talk about uh, you about it a little bit, Kevin. How are you doing? man
1: i am doing well man i've been um been busy busy man you know my gym has opened up uh, i've been crushing it at my gym um you know i don't like to get too cocky about things like that but i have been doing well with my gym so i cannot complain about that um you know i somehow or another found myself in a competition <laughs> <And> then i thought <laughs> myself in two back to back so i competed twice this last weekend uh you know, writing up a storm, doing some editing, doing a bunch of stuff with the jujitsu circuit, trying to make some moves, trying to make things happen. And it's, it's just been busy, man. I got a whole lot of things happening here right now.
0: I kind of want to take a second because this flashes me back to like when we first met writing for the writing and doing podcasts for the Jitsu times. And that was the, you having your own gym was something that you were working on even back then. And then COVID happened. A lot of stuff fell through. How does it feel to finally be like going in uh day to day in your own gym and just making it happen there? You know, it's funny
1: because it kind of came in stages. Um, obviously I'd always had the dream of opening my own gym up, but always something in the back of my head. And then, you know, when I finally got around to doing it, you know, I was super excited about it, but there's that feeling of anguish of not knowing the uncertainty of what's going to happen. And even though I'm, you know, I'm in a network with, you know, several very successful gym owners, you know, Matt Arroyo, Sonny Parlin, Robbie Norfrio, you know, to name a few, Tony Way, Chris uh, Midget, Trist, Midget Rodriguez, all, all these people are obscenely obsessed, successful in their own gyms. And they were all telling me exactly what to do, give me templates to, to, to succeed and telling me, Kevin, you're going to kill it, you're going to crush it, you got a great area, everybody loves you, you're an awesome guy, blah, 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 blah. Like, all of those things are awesome. But when you open up a business endeavor, none of that makes any difference until you start seeing the numbers, until you start seeing students come in, until you start seeing some profits come in, until you start seeing those ledgers go from,
0: from red to black. It's the most anxious waiting game until it is. it's not. Because yeah. everyone's
1: like, just relax. You're going to be fine. Everything is good. It's like, well, I'm not fine. You're, n- you're never fine until it's right. It's still not right. You know, you still have to. I mean, I'm, I'm to the point now where I'm you know breaking even, maybe making a little bit off the top. But it happened at a very accelerated pace. And you know, I can I can see the growth continuing to happen. And I'm just super blessed to be opening a gym at a time when jiu-jitsu is such a, a big sport in the United States. It's really starting to take
0: off. And I'm capitalizing on that. So you, you would say, like, in terms of how you are as a business owner, like the top button might be un, unbuttoned on the shirt. Like you're not <laughs> going full cash, no. but maybe you no, loosen no, the tie no. a little bit. You bu- yeah, you
1: know. You know, you you have to have uh, – you have to still run it like a business, and that's the hard part because that's difficult for me, man, because, like, dude, I fucking – I love fucking Jiu-Jitsu. Like, I would do it for, like – I'd, I'd trade for, like, beads and corn and shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I always make that joke when I when I close out my gym at the end of class and we have our little, you know, mat side talk and shit like that with all my students. But however, the real, the, the reality of the world is you just can't live off of that. You have to be able to make profit. And you have to be able to make a living. And there's a line you can walk. Uh, to maintain some checks and balances that are, you know, incorporated in every business. You got to have, you know, people have to pay, people have to pay in a timely fashion. You have to do the things, and, con- you know, and contracts are still kind of maybe for me. I'm working on that. I think it's going to happen eventually. But you have to do these things to keep things in check, in order because that's the way business runs. But you can also do that with a uh, with a welcoming manner and in a in and in a non. <sighs> 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 kind of way to to make it function
0: yeah i I feel like that you talked a little bit about the support system that you had going into it you know it's a murderer's row of not just jujitsu competitors but successful businessmen you know it's just right uh sunny your buddy from the old man grappling hour rob Khan, uh matt arroyo just like these are guys that have succeeded at incredibly high levels both athletically and uh, economically, financially, do you think that uh, there's still more you can learn from them? Oh, absolutely, man.
1: You know, it's funny because in our particular network, you know, we we call it a network, but it's almost like a networking name only. We we have each other's backs, and we get to fly under the Gracie Tampa flag. Um, but as far as you know, having any kind of a cohesive structure where we all have our own templates at each gym you know what i'm talking about we, we don't follow yeah any kind it's of not a, like a franchise it's not yeah, like a. we're still relatively we're still relatively all, our, all on our own however we do have some power as a block like we all use marketing muscles and marketing muscles gives us first dibs a lot of times because all of our businesses all, all of gracie tampa's business runs through marketing muscles and they do a very good job of their marketing stuff and you know we all relatively have the same philosophies on things but like each individual gym has their own you know different ways in which they do things. You know, like Robbie offers this contract, does this thing, does this promo thing, does this and that, and this class structure. And then Tony from Gracie Palm Harbor, Tony Way does this, this, and this. And then Matt does things, this, this, and this, Christina. So what I generally do is for the most part, I take bits and pieces and advice from all of them. And, you know, the little things that I like about Chris, I put that in. The little stuff I like about Matt, I put that in. The little stuff I put like about Robbie, I put that in. And then you make it your own gym, which is pretty fucking cool, so.
0: Well, I'm just happy to hear it's going well, man. The Gracie Trinity flag is is definitely flying high. It's a cool logo. I'm still waiting on my fucking Gracie Trinity I rash know. guard. I know. I'm <laughs> such a <an asshole>.
1: I'm <laughs> totally gonna bring it to you. I'm such a dick. I tell you, it's funny too because you're a large, right?
0: Large. No, I'm is a the medium. Old... I that's you're... you know what? I was gonna get into my weight gain later in the episode, but if you want to go into it now, <laughs> I'm a medium. I ordered a medium, but I might need a large right now. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I'll give. You a medium if it helps you sleep at night, Kev, but it Thank ain't you appreciate it, brother. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> oh man, that's something it's funny because when I started the pod, when we started uh doing podcasts together, I was living in a house with weightlifters my last yep. year of uh master my graduate school, and so every day it was just lifting weights, uh running, uh weighing your food. It was phenomenal. And now that I'm happily engaged to a, a very good chef, that all kind of went out the window, you know, along with COVID. But uh, currently, uh, my fiance is doing a fellowship, a three-month, uh, four-month fellowship in Boston. So I'm going to have a certain block of time where I could maybe restart my, like, athletic career. I have a very limited window of time. So I'm hoping I'm hoping to make things happen in four months
1: yeah they uh it's 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 always rough when your girlfriend can cook
0: <laughs> it's stu- <laughs> it
1: sucks man well you know because the thing too is like you can't tell her i'm not hungry i don't no. eat that i don't want to eat that because i eat healthy because she cooked it yeah. for you so you gotta eat that shit and no, it's, and it's also, usually
0: awesome yeah no i also have no. i don't even get there i don't even ha- i don't even want to tell her no because i just want the food i right, uh, my exactly. brain shuts yeah. off and I'm like, oh, you're making French toast and bacon and overeating eggs in the middle of the day for no reason. Um, that's great. I love you. Um, yeah, this Thank is gonna you. this is gonna work out fine. Thank you.
1: Can you make me a plate, please? <laughs> yeah,
0: no, dude. You you get a plate if you ever come over. How about that? Gotcha. Sherb, sure, hello. I love you.
1: Hope you're doing well. Take yeah. care of Kev. Keep him keep him well fed. He needs a little put a little meat on his bones anyway.
0: I mean yeah, I'm a pretty tiny guy. So, honestly, I can becoming more dense is something that could that could help me out a little bit. Density. But density. Being like Orlando Sanchez sort of just like a stout like powerful guy. The tree he's stump. A big, he's a big son of a bitch, man. He is so good. Have you ever rolled with him?
1: No, I haven't, but I saw him. I met him face to face at the WNO in Austin about 2 months ago. When I was oh yeah, with Aaron, and he is a uh, monster, just huge, just a just a ma- He's not super tall. I think I maybe have an inch or two on him, maybe an inch. I don't know. I think he's under. Yeah, he's a very
0: he's stout, way. small guy, but like well, he is
1: there. like stout. a boulder. Stout is not the word for it. Just one of the people that when you touch. You're just like, holy shit. Like, what the fuck would I do with this guy? Like, I couldn't even like, – like, jiu-jitsu is supposed to be, you know, the what, the, the great neutralizer. Side, but the, come on. Nah, now. What, uh, what the fuck are
0: you going to do with that guy? What
1: are you going to do with Orlando Sanchez if he wants to kill you? Seriously. You know,
0: there's, there's one matchup that might tell us uh, what happens, and that's Mikey Musumeci versus Orlando Sanchez. Uh, <laughs> Mikey Musumeci would, Maxi, Mikey would do that. Would
1: we'll You know with what? Him. I
0: want to see that. I want to see that because that might be the greatest jujitsu jitsu matchup of all time.
1: I think uh, I think that we should talk to some promoters and make that happen. I think we could be the that would be the next Craig
0: Jones, uh, Gabby uh, Gabby Garcia. People would forget about Craig Jones, Gabby Garcia if we get this on the books because that might not even happen. <laughs> what's the latest on that, by the way? Because I know you know,
1: I know you know more about this shit than I do. I just wait for you to tell me. Tell, so, tell
0: me, what's what's the latest on that? The latest for that I checked was that it it fell through because. The streaming, They were going to put it on themselves. It was going to be a part right. of a promotion. Yeah, they were going to do it at a gym or some shit like
1: It that. was
0: just going to be something that they did themselves. No worries. No big fanfare. Just a recorded role. Uh, like a, a competitive role, see you wins. But right. they got so many eyeballs on the streaming service they were using that they decided, oh, we need to actually build an infrastructure because it'll crash. If we go live, it's just going to shut down yeah, and then that, remember it. they did that. Where they were
1: going to have the match, and everyone peeped in, and it turned out to be that amazing fucking interview. Like, I remember <laughs> watching the interview and being super pissed off because I was like, these fuckers, they got us. It's just going to be a publicity thing. And for the first fucking three or four minutes, I was like, oh, this is so fucking lame. And then it started getting into it, and God bless Craig Jones because that <laughs> probably – the most entertained I've been by a random fucking circumstance. I watched the whole goddamn thing, and it was absolutely oh, yeah? hilarious. Oh yeah, I funny, man. I
0: I remember being pretty engaging for what it was, and I they weren't lying. They weren't trying to sell us anything, you know. The they're just like building everything out, and I guess uh, after that, schedules kept getting like bungled up. You know they, they've been pretty mum on the subject. Like aside from like make memes at each other, which is great, but <laughs> I think everyone would love to see it. You know, I think it's the, the interest is definitely still there.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean
0: it could, it could be like a, pr- uh, a promotional thing for the B team. Uh <laughs> The B team, we got to talk, we have to talk, we got to talk about all this. Shit, I mean, bro. like, yeah, man. that could be the next. We, we haven't had like our, a time to ourselves in a minute, so yeah, a long I think time, we, could just, we, we Yeah, it's been but so but but basically there I, I heard they were gonna switch it to
1: Risen because that's the with the Japanese promotion because she has done professional wrestling stuff and fights for Risen, so they were gonna use that platform and then it just kind of died,
0: which is yeah, sad. She she's like fought uh Japanese professional wrestler in MMA, Gabby yeah. Garcia had. I don't know if she I, I don't know if she's done pro wrestling. That'd be that'd be amazing, amazing get for any for any wrestling oh outfit out there. Jesus AEW Christ, yeah.
1: <laughs> I would watch that match for fucking 30 minutes, even if it was a complete work and I would love every second of it. I would die. I would love it every second of it. Cause I think it's just absolute gold to watch Craig Jones do his best channel, his best, uh, Oh fuck. I can't think of the fucking guy's name from Saturday night live. It's fucking,
0: ah, whatever.
1: Uh, it, It would be really funny if I could, the, 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 the fucking man on the moon, uh, Back, oh
0: um, um Andy Kaufman.
1: Andy Kaufman. It would be it would yeah. be amazing to watch Craig Jones channel his best Andy Kaufman, and do 30 minutes with Gabby Garcia. Cause Gabby Garcia would really want to fucking win. She would fuck off and ha ha ha, but she really wants to fucking kill him. You know, she yeah. knows it's fun. She knows it's all fun and games, but she really wants to go out there and fucking kill him. It would be amazing. Amazing.
0: Amazing. I want Gabby Garcia, Ronda Rousey, Hell in a Cell, WrestleMania match, like Steel Cage. Break out the chairs, break out the tables, just just to like ladder match. Let, let's do it. Let's really do this thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm even looking at his... Uh, hang on, I'm going to... Do I remember how to do this? Share screen. And uh, there we go. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at his Instagram, and there's really not a ton in terms of info. There's like... Uh, there's. This like memes like this like, which is phenomenal. Most jujitsu guys are so woefully
1: un- un- under prepared for for the big time of, of social media. They they need, need there is needs there needs to be some people out there that are like sharp kids that can help these guys really reach the market a little bit better.
0: Yeah, I think Craig is definitely he might be the the greatest uh, jujitsu athlete slash user of social media ever. I think um, the fact that he was the first one to jump on OnlyFans is like. A way to teach people one on one—that's insane. That's he's like a genius. brilliant. Idea. I didn't.
1: I didn't even think about that. That's a good one. You can so you could go on the fans only. He'll give you. like Yes. A so his a only one
0: fans one. is like you can pay for like technique videos. Oh shit! Like personalized yeah. techniques. Or so he'll get on the. You can the like chat with, with him. With you can no, chat with him dude, and that's stuff. A it's insane. Buy. That's it's, a it's actually. actually... I'd, buy,
1: I'd buy one of those from Craig Jones.
0: Yeah, and he's put free. He puts free stuff up too. You just gotta like sign up.
1: I would like buy that shit from Craig Jones in a heartbeat, man.
0: You got to. The problem is, you got to sign
1: up for OnlyFans. You got to (laughs) love. I might try to hit him up. I'm going to be in Austin again. Uh, Oh, yeah? Yeah, middle of the month, I think. In the end of the month for the next WNO. Matt Matt Arroyo has to go to Matt Favola's wedding, which I didn't get invited to. Hey, whatever. I love you, Matt. No big deal. No, I'm just fucking with you. It's cool, kid. (laughs) It's up in Long Island. It's no big deal. Hey, Um, Steamroller, Congratulations, man. Yeah. And him and his future wife are awesome. So I'm probably. I am going to be in Austin to go um, to go coach uh, Aaron at the WNO and I'm sure that um, Craig Jones—he's probably going to be on the card. He's on every fucking card, oh, so awesome. I'll, I'm going to hit him up and see if I can take a
0: private lesson from him maybe while I'm out there. You gotta like I'm get things. more get more uh, back and forth between you and Joe Rogan next time you're up there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's my goal. That's my yeah, goal. Just, you gotta...
1: every, everyone's goal that has anything to do with martial arts is to get on the Joe Rogan show. You're the
0: people. only guy that's gotten like a picture with Joe Rogan and has not like milked the shit out of it. Nah, which is phenomenal. I
1: didn't want to make it weird. I, I mean, I believe me, it it has it, it might it might have gotten me uh, it might have gotten me like uh, a a number or two at a bar. Oh, Joe Rogan. Ah, maybe.
0: I might have been next to you. No, dude, you, you fucker. I was the one that was telling you to I was telling the girls like, hey, you know, this guy knows Joe Rogan.
1: I <laughs> know <laughs> that was actually you cool. piece of shit. <laughs> that shit worked, by the way, too. If I had more game, I wasn't having a good night that night. But if I had more <laughs> game on me, that we were on a work trip, man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> sure sure you did it all. Team. You did it all for me, I promise you. The only thing you talked about is how much he loved you.
0: Oh yeah, no, no, for real, sure, for real, sure for real. No. Sure yeah, kill no. your ass. Sure, I, Hey, sure look, I'm out of sure the game. I gotta. I am out of the game. I'm here just to help my homies out. You know, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm actually waiting for her to like, like, like Spider Man. She's tingling in the other room. I'm just waiting. For She's gonna break to my her neck. Up. She's gonna. She's walk gonna, gonna break my neck. Yeah. <laughs> your throat right now. But that's um. I, I think Austin's a great place to talk. We had no freaking uh, agenda today. We're just going over some news, and I think right, Austin baby. is a big we got to talk about just the general area of Austin because it's about to get a huge Insane. influx Insane. of jiu-jitsu. Uh, Insane. Obviously, everybody's aware that Dan and her death squad split up into the new wave jiu-jitsu team and the B-team jiu-jitsu team. Two of the worst, uh, names, in
1: like worst names in jiu-jitsu,
0: by the way. Those guys could have done better than that. But. I mean, a, I loved watching like old episodes of the A-team on TV land when I was a kid. So the B-team and the way they have marketed it kind of like – tickle the cockles of my heart a little bit, but yeah, <laughs> it's pretty, it's heart. pretty, it's do. kind of cringe, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, there was a lot of drama from the, the move to Puerto Rico, the Dan and her squad guys moved to Puerto Rico during the, the pandemic. And, uh, they've since imploded and both of them have wound up, Both sides of this divide have lined up in Austin, Texas. You got the new wave jujitsu, Jitsu. Comprised of Gary Tonin, uh, John Donaher, and Gordon Ryan, and maybe others. Those are the three I know of. And the B team is Nikki Rod, Ethan Crollinston, Craig Jones, Nikki Ryan. Uh, uh, I, th- I don't know if I'm forgetting anybody. Everybody else. Everybody else. You know, good. I. So that's the divide as it stands. Uh, they've both, you know, obviously the, for some reason they couldn't make it work, even though they're now both in the same place. You have a theory about that. Oh, I got lots of theories. Yeah, I don't want
1: to get—I don't want to get too involved in it because I know a few of the. I mean, obviously, no one's going to listen to this fucking shit, but I don't want to talk too much shit about things I don't know. But it just seems that there's, based upon, um, based upon the data that we have compiled from random people, it just seems to me that there's something about, you know, conflicts of uh, power plays, maybe conflicts of egos that might have caused some kind of a break in 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 this issue or in this this team you know it's those things happen i guess you know you've got a lot of guys on that team that all are capable of being stars of themselves and it's hard for people that want to be stars to take a back seat to those that might have already established themselves a little bit more and you know egos happen people get upset shit comes down and sometimes dream teams break apart there's a reason why dream teams don't stay together because every one of them is capable of going out and, 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 you know, conquering their own divide in one way or another. And it's kind of sad, but it happens.
0: Here's the thing though, that I I feel like with dream team in a, in a sport like jujitsu and combat sports, I feel like dream teams don't really mean the same thing. Like on the, on the nineties bulls, every person on that squad contributed something to the overall team victory. But with something like the DDS, Everyone's yeah. going at the end of the day, everyone's competing alone. They train together, they work together, right, and they help each other, but they're looking for individual medals. When In building
1: they're... their own brand. And that, that's not even my yeah. word saying that. So we can speculate on that because yeah. other people like John Danner of other, I mean, other people have used those exact words. So when you say things like members of the team were concerned about building their own brand, and they was kind like that's that's pretty that's much totally what reasonable. To be, totally reasonable to make that freaking assumption,
0: you know. Yeah. So I, 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 know we can talk a little bit more about everything going on, but I want to ask you just because you're someone who's been a part of like big teams, uh, looking for MMA success, BJJ success. What goes into building a good gym team? Oh man, dude.
1: So it's funny. Cause I talk about this all the time. Um, you know, I, cause I talk about it in my gym and some of the things that I want to do with my gym. Um, it's, it's, I think that, geez, you know, you have to be driven, you know, you have to be driven to succeed. And I think in certain instances, you always have to find that one person that is the, Hey man, we're going to take this thing to the top and everyone else, you can come with me or not. You can hit your wagon to me and my drive for success is going to bring us all along for the ride with you. But. If you don't, you're going to get left behind. That's all there is to it. And I think that, you know, a lot of there's a lot of ways we could take that. But I think that, you know, for the most part in my gym, at least where I train at Gracie Tampa South, I think Matt Arroyo is that amazing person that is just so incredibly driven and so incredibly apt for success that he just drags everybody else with him. You know, and he brings everyone along for the ride. And if you can come, you can come. If not, I ain't got time for you. But, like, if you're on, you're on. He's going to, he, he is so driven and so amazingly freaking geared for success. Then you roll right with it. But there's so many different components, man. You know, you got, yeah, comes right from Rob Kahn, Jiu Jitsu directly from the source. I mean, Rob trained with fucking Helio Gracie. You know what I mean? No, no, Rob Rob Kahn has been on the mat with Helio Gracie. There's not a whole lot of people in the world that could say that. You know, he got his black belt from Hoist Gracie. You know what I mean? There's not, a, there's not a whole lot of people that can say that either. So, you know, when you talk about the quality of Jiu Jitsu and then you talk about people, you know, Robbie Norfu is another one. I always I know I always forget to say his name, but Robbie's You know he doesn't compete as much anymore. He's more of a businessman now, but, you know, successful, driven competitor. Um, You know, when you look at that kind of ethos, you always have to have someone that says this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to con- contribute things. This is something we're going to do. And the only reason why is because I have done it or I have been around other people that have done it. So if you do this, it's going to work because then other people see that, that want to be successful. And they recognize that and they say, okay, cool. I'm just going to do what the fuck you tell me to do. That's just my opinion on it. And maybe it's, maybe that didn't answer your question, but there's a million different ways that I could take that. The things is it makes, I mean, fucking location is
0: another. Yeah, I mean, no, no, but I'm thing. just you saying doing, like how? every, for a lot of people just looking at the surface level, you, you look at uh, who's making waves, who's being talked about the DDS. Those are the, that must be the best team, the best squad. But then you got like guys like Drysdale that get shouted down for saying accurately that like, in terms of just numbers, Atos wins more. That's just, you know, more of their people win more across the board for now. That's just like, they have the better track record right now. So is a super team in jujitsu one with a few like key superstars winning a few really good matches, at the high so, levels or just overall like that's that's, what you,
1: that's where you can have that debate you know what then that's what we always talk that's why i always talk about when people like to talk about who the greatest grappler of all time is it's like it's a very ridiculous it's a very difficult conversation to have because there's really no criteria that suggests okay this is what we this is what it takes to be the goat you know I mean, it's very vague and very open interpretation and the same thing could be said about jiu-jitsu gyms well you know right now probably fucking three or four of the best grapplers in the game, all train at Dan and her death squad and being, you know what they did before they broke up. But yeah, you know, if you can, you can say that and say they're the best, however, but you're, if you're looking at the complete body of work, you got a gym like Otto's that maybe not, maybe, you know, you still got great guys. I think like a hanger, you got fucking, you know, that Patola brothers. You got Barbosa, Andre Gaval. um, but, you know, you could, them, you could give them a gym like check back. You know, you could give these guys a nod simply because they have more people competing. So they might not be at the top, but they have more people at the top 75, 80, 90 percent of the game. And they've got 100 of them or 50 of them instead of just five at that gym. So what do you base the criteria on which is the best gym? I mean, I don't know. I th- I think if I had to pick a gym, I'd pick John Danner to train under. You know, I I if I could get in there, if he would give me any attention. You know what I mean? He's very he's 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 known for not really. You know, you got to earn his respect and shit like that. I think that, you know, if if I had to say one place in the whole world where I want to go j- train at, you know, maybe Robert Drysdale's up there too. And I just like him. Um, but I think if I wanted to be a competitor, I wanted to be a winner. Like, I don't know too many other gyms. Like, Autos is close, but I don't think there's any other gyms that, that even come close than John Danner. The guy's just proven. He's made the best grapplers on the planet. He has created himself. The best MMA fighters on the planet. He is cre- Like, when you look at a guy like that, same thing I talked about, someone that takes you to the top. If you just do what they say and jump on board, you're going to get there. And the proven track record is always there. I don't think there's too many that are better. I don't think there's anyone that's better than John Danner right now.
0: I got to say the one thing I want to, it feels like comparing it to, for some reason, uh, the situation kind of reminds me of like Tom Brady leaving the Pats, you know, like uh, uh, two years ago where it started to question at the end of his tenure, who made who? Did Belichick make Brady or did Brady make Belichick? And I think if we're going to see how the B team does now, you know, are they – are they talented without Donaher? You know, yeah. it's obviously apples and oranges in a lot of ways, but I think that's a question that people are going to start asking. Well, you know,
1: two two, you could also start to say this is that you know, I mean, obviously, who knows if Gordon Ryan's going to compete again or Gary or all those guys? He's
0: I, he's actually given updates and he says his stomach ulcers. Yeah, are getting I saw a lot that. Better. I saw that. Yeah, but he's been saying that. This Gordon, I know he's sick, and
1: I you know I feel for him for his sickness, but it's just it, it always I always feel like there's like some. That's everything with him. is just a, is a, is a, is a, like political or not even political. It's like something to kind of like, ha ha, catch everybody off guard. Ha ha, I tricked you. <laughs> it's a market, a marketing scheme. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could look at that room now, and you could talk about, yeah, great. Uh, you know, Gordon is the greatest, and are these guys going to be able to do well without Jan, Dan, John Danaher? But you could also start to say, well, hmm. Like, how good is Gordon going to do now that all of these guys that were his premium training partners who are also the best grapplers on the planet are no longer there to compete with him to keep him motivated? I mean, it's going to be a while, possibly, before John can really rebuild his team in the same manner that he did when he had all the studs that decided to leave. So we'll, we'll really see, you know, the big picture of everything. Who who really lost out on this? Was it John and Gordon or was it the the B team? Without having Gordon and John,
0: we might see. So, do you you think some guys like at Henzo gyms that are doing really well might get like bumped up to go train at uh, Austin with these guys? You know, because they're still on. (laughs) on, They're still a Henzo gym, right? Man, I don't even know what the hell is going on
1: anymore. I, I seriously, I mean, I. When they were in Puerto Rico, it was going to be, we were going to revolutionize the jiu-jitsu world in Puerto Rico. They, yeah, there's a,
0: that's not even to say there's a ton of dis- – like, like probably annoyed uh, Puerto Rican grapplers right now that yeah. probably bought into the idea yeah. of we're going to get in on the ground floor of this new gym with John Donahue and all these American guys coming in, helping us out. But, oh, wait, you're le- – wait, where are you going? John, John, hey, come on, come back here.
1: <laughs> well, and you also, you know – you know, John and and Gordon have made no bump. They they want to create a John Danaher systematic gym. You know, new wave. It was going to be the DDDS, I guess. But I guess I don't remember they lost re- rights to that. Who the fuck knows? But it was going to be. You know, they were going to have John Danaher affiliate gyms all over the country. That was on the plan, and I thought that was what was going to happen in Puerto Rico. I thought they were going to go down there, keep training, get everything big, and then John was going to start opening up his gyms around. You know, affiliate gyms around, and I sure that's probably still on the market but right now it's funny because right now i really think that when i think about john danaher and gordon ryan he's going to hate that i make this this reference they remind me of like the democratic party of the last 30 years like they have all these great ideas we're gonna do this we're gonna do this we're gonna do this and then they never fucking do anything because they can never figure out they have great ideas but they never put them in fucking they never apply them because they never spend enough time to really think about well fuck we really can't do that
0: well i I imagine that he's like there's there's eventually going to be enough money coming in from you know this new venture. I'm sure he's doing well with like DVD sales and a bunch of other stuff, but people are going to want to buy in. When Keenan left Atos, like the the Legion jitsu squad was like the talk of the town for a solid minute. You know, right. like it was right. a big deal, and uh, <laughs> this is several magnitudes more important than that.
1: You know, w- one of the, one of the other things. That I'm kind of starting to find out is that, you know, being a competitor and being a coach and forming your own team is not the easiest thing to do. It's very difficult to focus your – And it's the reason Marcelo Garcia said that, and I'm not going to compare myself to fucking Marcelo Garcia, but, um, you know, Marcelo Garcia – you can, though, Kev. It's fine.
0: (laughs) I'll I'll get to it. I'll get to it.
1: Marcelo Garcia of the Central Florida area. I, I can run with that.
0: Yeah, I, I vaguely remember being called that a few times. Yeah, you know, a few, few whispers. You know, I, I of course I said, please, 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 let it go. Did Marcelo <laughs> give me his blessing? I'm maybe, who knows? Maybe. Okay. Who knows? We not
1: really, we never really talked about it or actually spoke in person. I actually did go see a UFC fight with Marcelo Garcia. No big deal. Oh, really? <laughs> I did. It's a great story. Oh, I'll know, tell yeah. you later. I, I went. I was in New York for for Marcel went to go train with Marcelo Garcia at one of our trips with Matt okay. and five of us. Six of us we took a trip from New York City to Newark to go watch it was the John Jones uh Kale Shunnan fight. And we all took a wow. train together and we all fucking sat with each other and I fucking got to sit next to Marcelo Garcia on a fucking subway train and talk shit to Marcelo Garcia. And um the guy who the oh man, the guy from Searching for Bobby Fisher, I always forget his name. The guy that the movie Searching for Bobby Fisher is about, who who owns part of owner of J-J-Bot, who's a black belt too is part of owner of um of, uh, I forget his name. Google that shit real quick, cause I forget his. Josh Hoskins, Haskins, or something like that. He's he's part owner of Marcelo Garcia's gyms, and we got to hang out. He's a fucking. He's a really. He's a really fucking awesome guy. Really interesting dude. I'd love to have him on the podcast sometime. Anyway, yeah,
0: I, I guess not, the point. Not, I don't know who. I don't know anything about searching for Bobby Fisher. It's uh, like you've never seen movie. that movie before. It's a
1: good movie. No, movie.
0: it's Joe Magenta. Montenga. Nah,
1: that's, 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 that's,
0: that's Fishburne. I don't know. Ben Kingsley. I, I'm not seeing anybody there. That... Good
1: movie. See the movie. Watch the movie. It's a good one.
0: Based on the prodigy. Oh, Josh uh... Uh, Haskins. White Sinsky. White, I don't think. White Sinsky.
1: Weiskins, yeah. yeah, yeah, Josh Weiskins, yeah, he's a he's a cool dude. He was a deep water diver, just he almost died like out on the open water. But oh himself. yeah, no, he's a yeah.
0: he's a black belt under Marcelo Garcia. Yeah, wow, that's Ogerstein. crazy. <laughs> you know what
1: else he is? He's a he's a world champion at Indian leg leg wrestling. You know that shit, what? Indian leg wrestling? Yeah, he's no. a world champion. Yeah, he's a world champion at, at Indian leg wrestling as yeah, well as we like maybe we, have yeah. we have to get this guy. We
0: have to get this guy on the podcast. He's a chess yeah. grandmaster. He's,
1: he come he's got like podcast. I got it. if I can a, figure out a way to get a hold of him, I might ask him. I'm sure I'd love to have him on the show. He's fucking super. He's super awesome guy. He's got crazy fucking cool stories. And he's probably one of the greatest chess players of all time. Just, I mean, he, yeah,
0: dude, it's uh he's the co-founder of the marcelo garcia academy.com. Yeah. Just holy crap this is awesome and he's uh yeah i love it the person who you know the person who wrote this uh this wikipedia article is like in the know because yeah. they refer to marcelo garcia as brazilian jiu-jitsu phenomenon wow. marcelo garcia
1: not, not even like not even like uh jiu-jitsu we got like world champion the phenomenon like the, yeah like, phenomenon
0: okay this guy's a purple belt hell yeah <laughs>
1: Um, What's up? <laughs> so the point, the point I was trying to make about Marcelo Garcia is he famously said he retired from competing so he could focus on coaching his his students their competing, and I'm and I'm starting to realize that that's something that's a real thing. Like it's tough to live on both sides of that aisle. Like it's just hard. You have to it's, to focus on making your students better while you're making yourself better. There's a certain selfish atmosphere that there's certain selfish aspect that comes into that that makes it difficult to to really live that that double life and i guess that you know we'll we'll see if gordon and those guys can figure that out while they're trying to start their own gym complexes up i'm sure gordon will he's a superstar but you get the idea
0: yeah and i i don't know how much of this is marketing or not but i think both of them ending up both sides ending up in austin is really telling because Austin's becoming an absolute destination location for jujitsu, jitsu uh, thanks in no part to the efforts of Flow Grappling, uh, hosting the Who's Number One event, one of the biggest tournaments in jiu-jitsu. You know, relatively new. It's 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 become like an absolute must-watch event for a lot of people and a must-compete event for a lot of people looking to cut their teeth and and make waves. What what do you think about all this? Like this this changing changing of the guard. Well, I mean,
1: I think they should they should both thank whoever whatever Chinese scientist in Wuhan created the COVID virus because
0: uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ,
1: those views do not necessarily represent the show the the, the views of the uh, <laughs> yeah the, the this uh, after
0: this as of yet unnamed podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, because I mean, the main reason why everything is migrated to Texas is because you just can't do this shit in New York. You couldn't do it in New York or California for so long that, you know, they had to move somewhere else. You know, Joe Rogan moved to Cal, moved to to Austin because he got sick of dealing with the bullshit. Um, the Dan or Estrad moved to, to, to Puerto Rico, then to Austin. You know, Texas has always been a hub for Jiu Jitsu, but it wasn't really California. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, honestly, I love you guys, but it was in California, and you know, California and New York were,
0: were you know, kind of on top of the market for that. That they, they were the the coastal destinations, yeah. Uh, so- and obviously, Flow Grappling was already based out of Austin. Uh, were
1: they? Were they? Was Flow Flo based out of Austin? I didn't know that. That, that yeah. makes a huge difference too. That I yeah, know
0: that they've been. They that's been their their home for I think forever. I don't know if they moved there years ago, but it's been. And it's their base operations.
1: That, that makes a lot more sense now. The the Gordon Ryan connection, and, and yeah, I just think it's really funny. God, it's so fucking funny. I, I, it just if if it's not a complete sham, then it, God, it really should be. They miss an opportunity because, like the. The Dan her Death Star broke up into two legitimate sources of jujitsu and they both moved to the same fucking town to open their gyms up. Are you fucking serious? There wasn't another town in Texas they could go open up. They had to both move to fucking Austin. Like you're going to be each other's direct competition. It just seems so fucking. It it's very fishy. So it's fishy. fishy. It's some
0: sussy baka shit. Yeah. It's, it's like. Come on, I mean, obvi- like obviously the issues are if the issues are solely with where the brand is going and w- and scheduling and whatnot, and none of this could occur and coexist under the same DDS banner. It necessitated like a split. Then yeah, and but yeah, every so, both sides could also at the same time want to end up in the same place. They just don't want to work together. Yeah, but. Do I fully believe that they're probably like still training together, you know, that there's I have no idea. I with mean, these guys, with these guys, you have so many people that are so good at trolling and outright like misleading the public on stuff that if it wasn't for the fact that there's footage of a a new gym, like a B team gym and people training in it, I would not believe it was no, real no, yet. No. Yeah. <laughs>
1: i i'll tell you one other thing too man like if it's not real god it's such a fuck oh god it's such a fucking cocksucker thing to do could you i mean i guess keenan did it too i don't know man could you imagine literally training with someone for most of your jiu-jitsu career and then like having a breakup and kind of pretending like you're on amiable terms, and then opening up right down the fucking street like jesus you're you are literally
0: direct competition with one another well, did I Gordon mean, open uh, a gym?
1: Did Gordon open the gym up yet? Did they? Are they I smart? have
0: no idea. I haven't really checked. But it does remind me about the what the meows did to uh, Marilla Santana at Unity. Did they,
1: did they open their own gym up too in New York?
0: Yeah. Well, I I don't know what the status is. I'm not a really good journalist. But I know that they had <laughs> they had reached out to Mars. They had reached out to Marillo saying they wanted to open up their own gym. That it was time. And he's like, okay. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Santana, please don't. Please don't
1: oh, fuck me yeah. up. Please. <laughs> okay. How you doing? The most, the most you, you the most recognizable voice in God. I don't think of if, if, if any sport imaginable. match well, You
0: know when Murillo Marullo Santana or Santana it Santana? Murillo Santana. Name? Yeah.
1: Yeah. When he's when he's
0: talking. It's, it's yeah. Fun, no. You know? It's it's intense. I've I've only heard recordings, and uh, a friend of mine does an incredibly accurate Merlo Santana. It's impression.
1: funny too because the voice doesn't. We'll get back to Put the Meows. I apologize, but yeah, the voice yeah. doesn't really fit his personality because his personality is really laid back and cool. When you think it would be, because that voice is so like booming and menacing, but he's really when he's saying his menacing thing, he's usually like saying, "Oh, hey, buddy, you're the best. I like you so much. You're super cool. You know what I mean? It's just the way it's just the way it comes out. It doesn't sound that."
0: Yeah, so they had established that they were going to be leaving and doing their own gym, and then Marilla found out that they'd be opening up their gym, like, a very short distance from Unity, uh, if I remember correctly. And then there was an actual he, – he went to them at the gym or uh, during practice, like, at Unity after he would found out and asked them, like, what happened, like, why are they opening so up, up so close – And whichever one he talked to responded, "I don't have to explain anything to you," and that led to a physical fight. Oh, I mean, why the fuck wouldn't it?
1: I just, man, I, I I just tell you, I don't, I don't know, like, damn. like, that's rough. You can't open up down the street, homie. That's (laughs) yeah. I mean, what the fuck? (laughs) First of all, it's dumb on your side because you're opening up against someone that already has an I know you're a big name, but you're opening up against yeah but yeah but Marilla Santana is also Unity Jiu Jitsu
0: is is too well known I feel like bro you're nuts go up and up go up and up in the Bronx homie don't open up right down the street could you imagine if Dylan Dennis tried to open up a gym right next to Marcellus like the 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 idea of that it's kind of it's not the same but the idea of that is absolutely ridiculous.
1: Uh, it's, it sucks too because Jiu Jitsu was starting to become so big that everyone with a black belt now wants to open their gym up. Maybe not even them, not even waiting to a black belt. And and it's cool, I guess, but like it's not really too cool because like you're fucking over on every other 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 people in the same area. Like Matt Arroyo, like he's famously very, very hard on people that do that. You know, we have a rule. You have to have maintained a 20-mile radius from every other gym. You know, it's that's a flexible rule. You have to be able to talk about it, but like, you know, if you do that and you don't check it with the fucking with the powers that be like you are done, blacklisted, goodbye. Don't talk to us no more and get out of our fucking face. And the problem is, is because lots of people that are building up gyms and get to a point where they realize, okay, cool. They're getting, are building up their jujitsu game and get to a point where they feel like I can open a gym or like, well, that's my right to open the gym up. I'm going to open up wherever I want. And it's like, bro, like, no, you can't dude. Cause I'm your brother. Like Matt's we're your brother. And we all know the same jiu-jitsu. We are competing with one another now. And that is not cool. And I don't know, man. It's just, it's <laughs> Ugh. distasteful.
0: I think that that's, that's interesting because there's a lot of like strict standards for who gets to compete where what each belt means what do you need to do to get like get a black belt get a brown belt you know what's expected of you those are pretty solid lines in a gym setting like everyone has their own parameters but with something like opening up a school like you had guys in the early days that were like having blue belts and they were getting sent places to go teach classes like rob con famously like he started teaching as a bluebell maybe i think before even if i remember talking to him like correctly. I,
1: blue i think it was bluebell he cuz he went out yeah, yeah,
0: he was teaching because there was nothing him. there was nothing else you know and the stage like there was no there was nobody else doing anything anywhere like there within our lifetimes we probably got to see like Zero jujitsu in some states. Like there was zero Brazilian jujitsu schools. Oh, in yeah, some oh, parts 100, of the world, one
1: hundred percent. Like with, I yeah. mean, we're we're talking like ten years ago, fifteen years yeah. ago. We're not even talking
0: that far back. Yeah, twenty years like, ago for sure. The first jujitsu school in Buffalo opened up in the mid aughts. You know that yeah, is not yeah. that's not aughts. that long aughts. ago. I love <laughs> yeah, that. like the 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 two yeah. thousands, early two thousands. I, I
1: love that word.
0: Aughts. Yeah, the aughts. Yeah, back in back in,
1: back in, aught, back in aught five.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but so I get that in that sort of situation, you feel the need to like, okay, you know enough that you could teach people stuff, and that's going to help get us to the new thing, and it's expected that you keep training, and it sucks that people are open up gyms so close to one another, because I understand that everybody wants to live in the same spots more or less, like New York, Los Angeles, like California, like these states that are really... High value. People love being there. There's a lot of like uh, stuff that would keep you there. I've been in upstate New York where there's no like no gyms for like town after town after town. I had to drive an hour and a half to get good jujitsu once a week uh, when I was in college and when I was just starting out because there was like some sport jujitsu school that was like doing weird like mcdojo shit and i didn't want to do that i had to drive to buffalo to get jiu and that's a rough drive you know there's so many there's so many areas in need of jiu-jitsu that are not getting it so the fact that people are arguing over opening up right next to each other when you know well, they can just open up yeah
1: kev that's what it is people just don't want to move
0: that is like, fair
1: i totally get that but that's – but that's if you don't want to move and you don't want to be cool and take away from your partner's fucking gym, then just you can't open a fucking gym. That's all there is to it. You have two options. You could be cool and give yourself a buffer so you're not taking away money from your fucking friend and your brother or the guy who taught you everything you fucking know, you fucking ridiculous prick. You know what I mean? Or you can fucking move. I had to move. My gym is – I grew up in Tampa my entire life. My entire life. There's nothing I wanted more than to open my jiu-jitsu gym right here where everyone knows me. Everyone knows me in Tampa. Everyone. I couldn't do it because it wasn't cool. It's not right. So I had to move half an hour away. So I miss out on all of that. But I did it because it's my dream and I want to open the gym. And And there are places out there, just like you said, there are places out there that need jiu-jitsu gyms. They might not be Tampa. They might not be San Diego. They might not be New York City or, or Austin, Texas and or Los to be Angeles. Fair, yeah.
0: To be fair, I don't know if there is an amount of money you could pay most people to get them to move to Olean, New York. Yeah. A place forgo- place forgotten by time and But full you of know harrow. what? There
1: are people out there that want to do jujitsu, And if you're yeah. the only gym in town, you're going to fucking kill it. But – you know,
0: whatever. I'm just I've I've fantasized about that just because I'm thinking like this. McDojo school is able to like rack up the dough just because they are literally the only game. No, com- in no town. competition. The only game. There's nothing. There is no, no competition, fact. and I'm just thinking if any like name brand like a Henzo or an autos affiliate or t- a Tenth Planet opened up in this area, they would very quickly clean up they could do like dojo storms just fucking like old school shit <laughs> like like actually show that these people don't know what they're talking about and that you should come learn at this other place where we won't like lecture you about weird shit half the time you know you
1: no know, man like it's these guys they just everyone no one wants to no one wants to give and do the right thing everyone wants to have the pie in the sky, but you, dude, you can still have the pie in the sky. Unfortunately, you waited too long. Now you can't be in New York City. You can't be in prime time, you know, prime prime town, USA. You might, you got to go out in the sticks, but you can make it happen if you really want to. And you can and make I a think- living off of doing what you love. It's better than having a fucking job, kids. Trust me.
0: I think that that's a, another reason that the the DDS move out of Puerto Rico bumps me out so much. Like that was them literally doing that. That's exactly they, they, exactly. They right. literally they were, were like, out. "There is this. There is yeah. a potential here for an influx of really solid jujitsu. We're going to go to this area where there's not a lot of jujitsu, uh, or maybe there was, but not at our level. Like we're going to bring an entirely new level of jujitsu to this area and make some homegrown talent." And then they just bounced like within a year it's it, it, it disgusted me well there's probably <laughs> there's
1: just like you said there's probably a bunch of pissed off puerto rican kids that are pissed off that they lost out their fucking shot to, to train with the dinner or dress squad they thought they were going to go with them all the top and then they were like "Ah, fuck it, we can't do this
0: yeah some kid or teenager like knows enough about jiu-jitsu like begs their parents to like let them train at this new place where the these americans are asking for like crazy mat fees to, to learn from Nikki Ryan. And it's well, like.
1: A lot of it, too, Kev. It's just the nature. You know, we could talk a lot of shit. We could point our fingers, but you can't really throw a rock or you can't really like. Unless you've walked a mile in their shoes, you don't really understand. And running a business ain't easy. There could have been the idea of, "Hey, these guys, maybe these can't afford it. Maybe the people down there just don't have the money to take jiu-jitsu classes, which really, really happens. You know, maybe it's just not the right spot, wasn't the right time, and they unfortunately realized they couldn't make it work because it doesn't Gordon Ryan or not, John Don Danner Dan or not, Mo Jassim or not. If you don't have people that can afford to pay what it costs to train jiu-jitsu, you're not going to have a successful gym, and that's just
0: the facts of it. And maybe that, maybe that turned out to be the facts. Maybe. And I think be, be transparent about that. If that's the case, you know, don't make us think that it was all like, because you guys had a bad breakup and that's why you got to leave this, this like area, you know, like be honest about like, Hey, it just didn't work out. Address it. You know, don't like pretend like it didn't happen. Yeah. I mean,
1: whatever could be, could have been a million different things. Yeah, Obviously we're not,
0: we're not, on the inside, unless we get on the inside, we who's really gonna, don't who,
1: know who's gonna be one to really break that story, though. God
0: damn it, man. I want, I want some, I want one of them puckers to come on here so bad. You know I, what? I'm I, gonna
1: work on it. I'm I, gonna... dude, I, I hit Nick, I hit your rod up. No reply. He don't call me back no more. He's too big. He's big time now. I love him. <laughs> he's so if we saw each other out, I would
0: love him, but he, he's just a kid, he ain't got time to talk, text people back. He, Craig, I ruined it because the last time I we talked, I, I made him feel bad about not knowing who Bruce Springsteen was. <laughs> I
1: think Craig Jones – oh, God, that's right. He didn't know who Bruce Springsteen was. So I good. think Craig
0: Jones might be
1: our end. I think we could – god damn it. I would have fucking – god, I'd love to get one of those fuckers on here just to spill the beans and the whole thing, and he'd love to do it too. <laughs> Maybe they signed. Just go NDAs. on some
0: no-name podcast, yeah. and that's how that's how maybe, everyone finds out what happened.
1: <laughs> maybe Mo, maybe Mo Jaso made all sign like, what is it, NNDOs, N- NDA, Not NDA, non-disclosure agreement, yeah, that shit, NDA. What Kev said.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, I think the story's going to come out. I think there's every opportunity that we can be the ones to do it, but. We're running on time, and I do want to cover one last thing. Right. We obviously we're not going to go into like a lot of current events. This is just you and me, baby. All right. All right. And so right. I got. We just wrapped up the Olympics, first Olympics we've had since the the pandemic of the twenty twenty season. Uh, pushed everything back. It was a lot of like hoopla. A lot of crazy stuff happened, and as does as happens every year. Every year the Olympics is uh is taking place. People in the grappling community are wondering, is jujitsu ever gonna become an Olympic sport? Should it ever become an Olympic sport? And I wanna I wanna get your two cents on the topic because I think we can cover some ground that has yet to be covered.
1: Oh man. So there's a couple problems with jujitsu as an Olympic sport. And it's just uh you know, they've been trying to have this discussion for a long time. They've been trying super hard to get it together, to get together enough hoopla to make an Olympic sport. I think they got close a couple times. I think that we are encroaching upon a space where jiu-jitsu has become popular enough to garner the support internationally of an Olympic sport. Uh, like judo or any other. I mean, I mean, there are some fucking Olympic sports. I don't even like. It's it's weird. First of all, and even more than that, I talked to to Gable, Dan Gable, about this, and I think we talked a little yeah. bit about with Roddy Ferguson one time when we asked him the same question. Roddy Ferguson, Olympic uh, judo, aloof judicon personal friend of the show,
0: ACC um, vet, cool ACC vet, <laughs>
1: right? Cool guy. But there's a there's a there's weird old school. You know, blue blood, the- you know, uh, you know, aristocracy, aristati- aristatic, uh, arist, aristocracy, aristocratic, uh, aristocratic. Damn it, aristocratic politics involved with getting something on to the IOC because obviously you know the international. What is the IOC? Is not a yeah,
0: international like, um, Olympic. Yeah, it's not.
1: It's a private. It's a very private fraternal organization. That's you know, there's there's board members and people that have been on for fucking you know probably a hundred years since they, since the Olympics began over a hundred years since the Olympics began. They're like family oriented old family people that have started paying for it and shit like that. So it's weird. Like there's there a perfect example is I can't, I think it's what's the one where you you ride a horse. There's some weird, like biathlon. It's not the biathlon, but it's some weird pentathlete or some shit like that. where you do like you do like horseback riding in some like ice skating or some bullshit like that, I don't know what the fuck it is, but that's not right. Yeah, I, I get. Yeah, yeah. They, I, you know I, who the fuck I knows what remember. that is, right? But they actually were going to consider bumping wrestling instead of that sport simply because, like, some fucking old prince or some old fucking <laughs> aristocrat his grandfather invented the sport and he wanted to make sure that it stayed on the Olympics and he's like standing firm on keeping that sport in the Olympics. And there's, you know, there has to be, there has to be tons of other sports that are in it simply because they've been in forever. It's grandfather then. you're not getting rid of the fucking the duck walk or whatever bullshit sport that they come out with. Walk. Yeah. Power <laughs> walking. There's 50 swimming sports. You know, there can't be that much, back backing in that sport or you know fanfare in that sport to really make it worthwhile. So that's part of the problem politics. Yeah. I think the other part of the problem is, is goddamn dude. Like, you know, there's there's a couple I'll get to the last one first. Um I think that I think that you know they haven't really done a very good job of establishing a coherent rule system. That could be – I mean, jiu is fractured into a million different places. It kind of used to be the IBJJF. Now you've got submission only jujitsu jitsu tournaments. You've got this rule format, that rule's format, no gi, gi. Like what what format makes the Olympics is another thing. And I think that the Olympic committee people are kind of like – when they see shit like that, they see it fractured in other places. Like, well, you guys don't even know what jiu-jitsu is yet. How the hell are we going to put it in the Olympics? I think that's part of the problem. They won't even recognize it as a legitimate sport because they won't even get past that point because like, look, you guys can't even figure out what the fuck your own problems are. How the fuck are we going to put you in the Olympics? We don't have time for this shit. Move on. Um, and I think, like, finally, and I hate to say this. I really, really, really hate to say this. And it makes me sad to say this. Like, jujitsu competition is fucking boring as hell to watch sometimes. God damn it. It's like watching fucking paint dry. And I am a black belt that's competed more than most people that, you know, most people that will ever do jiu-jitsu, I've competed more than them. and. I watch it and I still get bored to fucking tears watching it. Like they would have to figure out a way to make a rules format that still holds true. That could be kind of universal to what the true elements of jujitsu is and still make it exciting. It's the reason why they took out a lot of double leg takedowns and a lot of the groundwork in judo was because guess what throws are exciting. People like to see people get thrown over their head and their feet go up in the air and like, jiu-jitsu or judo people like the other shit, but you're not marketing to judo people. You're marketing to assholes at home that want to watch the Olympics to get behind their home team that don't give a shit about some dude that pulls guard and tries to work his fucking umma for fucking eight minutes and then gets one guard pass caught on him and loses. You know what I mean? No one, no one gives a shit to watch that. It's boring as fucking hell.
0: Okay, now I agree with a lot of those, specifically the rule set. Uh, Concerns, just because I do think that something like that would need to be codified. There's a lot of really great um, groundwork for an Olympic committee to, uh, you know, expand upon. I think the Olympic committee put together a team of refs, black belts, you know, people in the community that are on the up and up. They could knock this out. They they could figure out something. They or they could literally just pick one of the many rule sets available and just say, all right, we're yeah, just going to go with this one. The only thing I'll say, I don't mean to interrupt you because I know you got a few things to talk
1: about. Who yeah. the fuck's going to be? We can't even, dude, we can't even decide amongst ourselves like, like fucking belt promotions. You know, we can't even, we, can't, we don't even have enough wherewithal within ourselves to decide which event we like the most. Who the fuck is going to be on that committee to come up with? We hate each other.
0: Jiu-Jitsu is fucking, we're always at each other's throat. We always have it. That's true. But I think my ultimate point is that I don't get. I'll close it at the end. But I think ultimately it doesn't really matter because it would just be good for jujitsu. Like, pick one at this point. I don't. Yeah, and honestly, like, jujitsu. We might be getting there, Kev. Yeah, and jujitsu doesn't need to be like crazy, like ch- changed in in a crazy way to be exciting. Just because, fucking, who watches marathon running? Yeah. Is people running for four hours? yeah two guys sitting in closed guard is more exciting than that yeah know? but there's, like, still, there's plenty of there's
1: still a little bit of drama when you fucking have the last fucking lap and some dude trying to pull it out i guess you could do the same thing with jiu-jitsu but i don't know.
0: yeah and i think that I, I just think that in terms of the investment like a, a five minute match as opposed to watching like a four hour marathon like like continuously being cut back to in between events i think that jujitsu has a solid claim to being exciting enough uh for the olympics because there are other olympic events that are just they have boring matches there are boring olympic matches you know in yeah. wrestling you know they they just happen but but the thing is is I, I just it's just weird. i think kasai
1: probably had the best and i remember talking to whatever gracie it was the big the big Gracie who ran, and I think it was Neiman. I don't remember who it was. No, it was the the, the, the yeah, whole, whoever the mon- the massive one. I mean, yeah, this guy's a monster. He's got like I a brow.
0: He fought in the UFC yeah. and like yeah, yeah.
1: yeah I fr- I talked to him briefly when I was on the Kasai and talked a little bit about just because I was talking shit with him, trying to kiss his ass to get on the fucking show to get him on the podcast, probably. But he told me that that you know he he implemented a few rule changes, no advantages. uh, and a few rules to kind of like change things up, or maybe there was advantage. I don't I don't remember. But it was like takedowns are always because the thing about like a guard passes is like people don't really under fucking they don't know what the fuck that is. They kind of do a little bit. People don't really know what a fucking sweep is. I guess they kind of do, but everybody knows what a fucking takedown is. When you're standing and someone goes from their feet to the ground and you know, hold them there for three points, everybody fucking gets that drama. Everybody understands that. They know what that means. You don't have to. You don't have to sit through a fucking course to figure it out. I yeah. get your point, but
0: still, a lot I, this has to year, happen. this the, this past Olympics, we had some a sport, uh, an Olympic karateka get disqualified for knocking out his opponent with a head kick. So yeah, you know, I really don't. I don't know what we're doing here with karateka. regards to wow, Jesus, Kev, that's a fucking big word. That's what they're called, right? Like the, that what you, the... is that
1: what you call a Taekwondo practitioner? I have
0: no, I have no idea. Karateka, karate. No, I mean karate, like sport, like Olympic karate. Guy. So that's
1: karateka. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking for karate. Answer. Yeah, I feel like yeah. you made that word up, but I, I know you're smarter. I know you're smarter than <laughs> I am, and I know you didn't. Don't say that. <laughs> I feel that's like you just. True, I, feel, I feel like you're
0: just fucking with me. I know a lot of words, and you know, like how to do jujitsu. So it's like we were we're coming together to form Voltron here. <laughs> we level each other out. <laughs> yeah, but uh, here's the thing. So I think one, I do think, think jujitsu should be in the Olympics. I think it's culturally relevant enough. I think enough people uh, have a desire to see it played at that stage. I think it uh, it fills a niche that's not really being fulfilled by other Olympic sports. You know, I, I think there, it's an entire aspect to grappling that is being ignored. You know, I, I thought I, think I saw ideas. something
1: about sport MMA. I thought sport MMA was trying to get on. I thought, I yeah, saw no,
0: about that's MMA. interesting. And that, that goes, that's a real callback because, you know, pancreation, you know, like ancient yeah. Greek MMA was like a big part of the early Olympics. And that yeah. was really cool. But I think jujitsu specifically has a, a place there. I think it's a huge cultural milestone and that's a big thing that the Olympics should be is just the sports that people care about and want to see performed at the highest level. Now, do I think Olympic jiu-jitsu will be the creme de la creme of jujitsu? No, but Olympic boxing is not the creme de la creme of boxing. You know, no. Anthony Joshua getting an Olympic gold medal has no weight on if he's going to do well outside of the Olympics, it makes you know? it
1: marketable. It makes it marketable? It's a enough.
0: it's a great marketing tool. It is a cool marketing tool. You know that's what it is. That's what it is. I think with the number of rule sets that exist in Jiu-Jitsu, combat Jiu-Jitsu, ADCC, IBJJF, uh, submission submission underground, Golden Point, uh, over EBI overtime there's so we have so many rule sets and so many people that care about those rule sets that i think olympic jiu jitsu could just be another one of those just albeit one that's marketed to more people yeah but you know? I, I
1: agree with you Kev, but i i just feel like unfortunately until we get our shit together enough to at least have a cohesive pan, plan we're not even going to get we won't even get to the interview process you know we, we won't even get to sit down at the big table because it's going to be like, what is this cluster fuck? I don't. We don't give a fuck. Fuck off. We don't have time.
0: Jujitsu is one of the biggest sports
1: on the Olympics.
0: There's plenty of others, oh, but it is yeah, Unquestionably. unquestionable. It's one of the most global sports. That's just it's now daily. anyway.
1: Now anyway. In now the last, in the last ten years for sure. Five years for sure. I, I mean, if you, me some, if you give me some, if you
0: give me some Mongolian jacket wrestling in the Olympics, sure. fuck yeah, yeah, dude. Let's do that because that's, that's I think, awesome.
1: <laughs> I think I think we re we revisit this. In, uh, in the next Olympics a little bit more. I think that we will see if this wave of jiu-jitsu's appeal continues until the next Summer Olympics. And I think during the next summer Olympics, we we really revisit this and we put together a team of people that will be able to put it together to get us on the Olympics. I think it I can think, happen.
0: I think by the 2030s, it could happen. It's just such. But then you start, Kev, you didn't, it's just
1: whole hard now because you can look at professional jiu-jitsu right now and see how it's drifting away from the gi. You know what I mean? Like, are the real guys going to want to put a gi on to say they're Olympians? It's just, it's whole, it's so fractured. That's it's another thing. I
0: think that this only happens if we drop the gi. I don't think we could get gi, a gi jiu-jitsu in the Olympics. I don't know. I think well, it I, just I, because I'm not because, because of judo. Because of judo, I think judo has that market corner, but and they don't want another
1: has has more appeal has more fucking international appeal. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm fucking wrong on that.
0: I well, I'm just saying in terms of the committee, I think they're going to look at gi jiu-jitsu and go, we already have judo. You know, you you don't get – we don't need somebody confused as to what they're watching, you know? But the
1: karate people say we've already got fucking Taekwondo. There's karate and Taekwondo and fucking Jiu-Jitsu. You know what?
0: That's true. So maybe there's that. And I think that the only other issue would be investment from the athletes. I don't think early on enough of the the major names would want to, A, go off cycle for the Olympics, you know? Just let's find somebody
1: somebody that really knows what they're talking about.
0: I bet let's uh, have them. Let's, let's interview some Olympic expert. We're going to, we're going to make that happen. That's going to be a big one that we do. I I bet his name is Robert Drysdale too. (laughs) Or he or he, he at least knows someone. Here's the thing, Rob. I love you, and you are. We're gonna have you on the show, obviously, because he's just fucking brainiac. I gain like oh. ten IQ points every time I think about the guy. Exactly. But awesome, right? I would love to see if we could get somebody in the belly of the beast. You know, someone in the IOC that could like right. respond. That could with really us.
1: tell us exactly what it, what we're dealing with and why they believe,
0: what what they
1: think jujitsu needs to do to get there.
0: Yeah, because I I think it would it, it would be good for the sport. There's people that say again. I think that getting all of the major athletes to not do PANS one year or not do the IBJJF or not do the ADCC, depending on when the Olympics would be, I think that if we get enough big names to like buy into the Olympics and have it be like, this is an actual thing that's happening, that could be cool, you know? I, I would love to see our guys. Like, I would love to see Mikey Musumeci. I'd love to see Kenan Duarte. Uh, hopefully, if he, you know, cheats the fucking drug test well enough.
1: <laughs> I'd like Yato's okay, guys. That's the other
0: I, thing. You guys got to go fucking. Yeah, gonna but fucking everyone, the, uh, everyone in the Olympics now. is already on steroids. So, like, it's, it's not like our guys oh, would have to change no, bro, much. Man. Those those
1: Olympians, they don't fuck around, man. That USDA testing, they they ain't you no know, joke, man. They test your ass like randomly for fucking everything, man. It's crazy what they put those. Is it, what do they? They use water or USDA?
0: Water, right? Water, yeah.
1: Yeah, but still, it's still fucking.
0: It's still crazy. I they mean, can't do, can't I. Do anything. I l- listen. So we got to go to the. We actually got to go to the like the C team of jujitsu. <laughs> Who hey, who's our best guy that's clean? Who's <laughs> our best guy that's clean? All right, that's a tough. That's a tough one. I'm gonna have that's a very a tough, tough call with Jake Watson. Hey Jake. Hey Jake Watson. Are you listen? Just between you Seriously. and me, are you doing drugs? Just right fucking now? tell me, dude. Because we can get you. You could be our guy. No, no, no. For real, you could be our guy. Yeah. I don't care.
1: I just want to know the truth. By the way, Keena, go Keena Cornelius. Uh, go check
0: out uh, Kevin Gallagher's appearance on the Open Guard Cast. His most recent oh, yeah. uh, podcast That's that was a pretty good one. <laughs> Danny O'Donnell, yeah, those guys are cool. Yeah, yeah, they're really cool. cool. It's, uh, it's uh, it's a one ten. It's about a one eleven thirty. You, how you feeling, buddy? You want to call it? Yeah, let's call it, man. I'm we got we got enough. In. We go over ten minutes. No, over an hour. No one is gonna fucking listen to us anymore. They, they yeah, man. yeah, no. I've I to I, I, I I now. With this with the to- with something like the Olympics, I feel like enough people are always interested in what the what the talking heads have to say about it, just because it is kind of ridiculous that the sport has grown to the level it has and it hasn't been included. You know? No, yeah, I Breakdancing's about to be in. Breakdancing, is, yeah, break is going to be in next year, I think.
1: What kind of what rule what rule set does break breakdancing have?
0: We're going to have Boogie it, on, have Boogie on to, to tell us like We're going to have Boogie on to tell us what exactly is going on with breakdancing. Please, you know Boogie's probably going to be on that team. And Fuck maybe. yeah. If he gets an Olympic medal in breakdancing before jiu-jitsu, that's Jeez. fucked. I mean,
1: <laughs> all right. Um just, you know, before we cut Gonna, you're gonna do your thing you know we we me and Kev have been doing this for a long time we love all you guys if you're listening to this and there's i know <laughs> whether we we always like to talk shit about this and we laugh all my mom's watching but i know we do have some people out there that love and appreciate what we do and we just want to let you guys know that we love and appreciate you and uh we're committed to start cranking these things out again we got some big things coming up lots of developments have happened in kevin and kevin's lives uh some big things are coming in the future, so keep an eye on it. If you love jujitsu half as much as me and Kevin do, you're going to appreciate the things we've got cooking for you. So keep Some keep a- your eye out, guys.
0: Some empire building stuff behind ah. the scenes for the two of us, yeah. No, no, no we, doubt, we, we
1: have aspirations,
0: no, for real. And I think we've got we've been really blessed thanks to you know the people out there watching us, the, the crusty group that's held on through all the transitions and whatnot. Uh, you, you're you the ones that help uh, keep us coming back to this because, you know, you show us that there's an audience for it. Oh, and uh, to any interest, anyone out there with like uh, some brands that they're looking to get advertisement for, uh, please hit me up at uh, there we go. K underscore BJJ at Instagram. We could uh, maybe start selling some advertising for this bad boy. We also need to come up with a name for it. Uh, yeah, there yeah, might be a cool out. intro and name. Uh, but i don't know that would be, what that, would be a,
1: that would be a cool like, we maybe we have a contest the winner gets to get on the show for a fucking half an hour slot
0: <laughs> coming up with the name uh we, yeah. we might do that but uh regardless of the name of the podcast uh your hosts have names and we're gonna tell you them right now i've been your host kevin bradley joined as always by my co-host mr kevin gallagher it's been a lot of fun getting back into the swing of things with all of you but uh until next time stay safe stay healthy and remember to uh, wash your geese. Some of you got, some of y'all got stanky geese, and I think you know who you are. So wash them. All right, <laughs> that was it, everybody. Good night. See you guys.